1: Welcome to Tell Me Your Tales podcast. Thanks for joining me for another week. It's, um, it's good to have you with me. This week's conversation is with Stephanie Austin. Steph has uh, come on the scene quite impressively the last 12 to 18 months and um, yeah, won some pretty major races, which we talk about in this episode today. Pretty inspirational, just her positive attitude. I call her out on it at one stage there, just how positive she sounds. And um, yeah, we kind of discussed that a bit as well uh school holidays at the moment so things are pretty chilled out at my end i hope they're the same at your end didn't eat too many easter eggs over easter and yeah having a fun time it's uh it's good it's good the weather's good the run's good and yeah everyone's pretty happy and stuff i will have a bit of an announcement for tell me your tales um probably up on itunes will just be me talking for about 10 minutes about some decisions going forward with the podcast in um, in a few days maybe next week at some stage but yeah some just uh developments there what i want to share with you guys but without further ado please enjoy this conversation with stephanie austin i think you're going to get a lot of inspiration and motivation out of it and yeah appreciate that steph gave up some time for the podcast again and yeah i've talked for way too long so enjoy this episode with stephanie austin thanks <laughs> Okay, Steph Austin, welcome to Tell Me Your Tales podcast.
2: Well, thank you for having me.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're just saying off air that uh, it's always good when I, sometimes I receive one email recommending a guest and I, I might chase it up then and there. And then um, with you, though, I've just kept receiving emails the last probably three or four months, so I knew it was time to make contact with you and try to get you on the show. So I really appreciate giving some time today to have a chat to our audience. Well, thank
2: you, yeah, for having me. I um. Yeah, it's been a pretty cool couple of last couple of months and my friend
1: Glenn, our
2: president of our local run club, got me onto your podcast and I haven't listened to all of them, but I've certainly started. But yeah, delighted to be um, invited to have a bit of a chat. So no, it's, um, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, Glenn's good. I think he's listened to quite a few episodes and he was the first one who initially emailed me. So it's always good when we can um, yeah give the listeners exactly what they want to hear as well. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he certainly is. Um, Steph, what I usually get the guests to do is introduce themselves, so feel free to take that any way you please.
2: Okay, well, um, I'm, yeah, Steph Austin, I um, I do, I run, <laughs> um, I do both trail and road, I think, I guess 40 to 50k is sort of my sweet spot at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm a physio, I live in Marimbula but I'm from Lake Macquarie originally, and yeah, I work at the, both the hospital and at a private practice, so and I see lots of runners as a physio, and um, yeah, I've just I recently won the six-foot track, um, and yeah, really, and I'm sponsored by Salomon, so I've been pretty lucky to um, have an opportunity to do some international races later this year. So yeah, just, um, just love to run, and lucky that my legs carry me sometimes quicker than other people to, to the finish line. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you put in a lot of training to make the legs go that quick as well, though.
2: Yes, yes, but it does help if you enjoy it.
1: So, no, yeah. be very happy. <laughs> so, Steph, you said something interesting then about forty to fifty k's as a sweet spot. I'm not sure many people would be uh, saying that same thing. Maybe forty two point two, but um, yeah, kind of in that ultra world as well as the road world.
2: Yeah. So, I um, I just I do really like the trail stuff as well. I did the Dubai Marathon not as well as I'd like earlier this year, but I've only done two marathons, but I've done a couple of 50Ks and a couple of um, ones that are around that distance. And yeah, that two to four hour mark is pretty good. I'm definitely a runner. So the idea of going longer and having to hike or be out there all night, isn't that appealing yet? So um, at the moment I just enjoy running and I, I guess I like that really top end speed. So I've sort of found that, you know tough course and the hilly stuff is um suits me quite well as well so um and it's just a nice way to see i think the countryside so it's good a variety from training too so yeah at the moment yeah 40 to 50 k's is sort of what i train for and what i really enjoy doing so 5k is a bit of a sprint so
1: <laughs> yeah right and you cool. seem step a bit under the radar until probably this last you know, six to 12 months, I think I first started seeing your name in the results around the Sunshine Coast Marathon time when you uh, come second at the Australian Champs there. And ever since, you've just kind of been popping up more and more. But maybe take us back a bit and where running started for you and the progression.
2: Yeah, so um, I always like ran at um, school. Like, you'd just do everything at school. And I actually did tries for quite a while. So it's been quite interesting. Like, I raced Ashley Gentle and Jillian and all the ones that have just raced the Commonwealth Games today, they're were my they my age. So I went through school doing tries. Um, I was in the national development squad thing and with N-Swiss for them. So I really started – I was a runner, and they tried to make me a triathlete. And I think looking back, it's probably built – like it's just built up lots of capacity, even though it sort of burnt me out at the time. But, yeah, I spent lots of my, I guess, teenage years doing – um, like sprint distance and um, Olympic distance triathlons um, went to uni got glandular fever really bad and just sort of gave the tries away and with uni it was much easier just to run and it was always the thing that I enjoyed doing the most so um being on a physio like you sort of get especially as a student you sort of get placed all over and for um I guess ease of trying to stay fit while at uni running was just the easiest thing to do so um yeah, and I always enjoyed it. So I was all, I was always competitive, like at school and things, but never more than you know I'd get to state. And I think I won a couple of medals at the state right at the end of school. But um, yeah, really, I think I guess I'm a bit suited to that longer stuff that you don't get into till you're a bit, or you don't I guess find that you're quite good at till you're a bit older. So um, once I gave tries away and just started instead of uh, spending all my time biking and swimming as well, just running, I am. Um, yeah, sort of found uh, yeah that I there was an I was good at it and I really enjoyed it and it wasn't a chore and I enjoyed the training and yeah then in the past um twelve months I think I think when you first start full time work it sort of knocks you around I was doing pretty good towards the end of uni and then like full time work is a bit of like a tidal wave of like just working forty hours constantly is um like emotionally, mentally, physically exhausting, so she's a physio. So um, my performance sort of went down a little bit then, but in the last, I guess, yeah, six to 12 months, I got a lot more balance back, been able to focus a bit more on my training, and, yeah, the results have come, which has been um, which is really good. And living, like moving to Marumbula, which is where I live, and I never knew about trail running or anything like that till I moved here, and a lot of the people here did the ultra trail in... Um, Katoomba and I wanted to be a part of them I just wanted to join along so um I yeah that's how I got into trail running and yeah it's just been onwards and upwards since then
1: yeah so you're kind of competing age is pretty young really isn't it like you're only been in the sport for a short period of time
2: yeah my um first proper trail run was the at UTA they launched a 22k I think two years ago Um, and that was I guess my first proper trail event and um yeah that was pretty cool the um the atmosphere at that race was just amazing and I, ha- I happened to win like it was the hardest thing I've ever done like you finished on like a thousand stairs and I'd heard a lot of people talk about it I'm like oh it can't be that bad but like at the end you're just you're just walking like you're hiking up all these stairs and I'm like how can I be walking but be in front like this is this is ridiculous <laughs> but um yeah after that I definitely got hooked so Don't want to go much further than 50 at the moment. I'm quite happy with that distance, (laughs) but um, definitely liking the trail stuff. But at the same time, have some, I guess, goals still, especially in a road marathon. So I'm lucky I can – I think they complement each other, training for both of them. So, no, it's been pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and do you find some people – and the listeners will know why – don't know a lot about trails and always try to find out more and more, but it seems like it's almost a a split that you're rather a trail runner or a road runner and there's not really that in-between section too often, but it seems like you're kind of really pulling that off.
2: Yeah, I think they really do complement each other, Like, especially I find with my training that like, to be able to have complete variety, like after I did my marathon, I just went, all right, instead of looking for – pace I just look for vertical like how much up can I do in a week um and yeah I'm not sure I think like I I enjoy both like I forget a lot out of both and I know there is a bit of a divide between you know people who just do the road and people who just do the trails (laughs) but um yeah I, I find both enjoyable so I would advocate for everyone give both a go <laughs> don't diss the other side <laughs> it's um because it, they certainly complement each other and they, I guess the running community these days is so broad and it's nice to be a part of both so
1: yeah, yeah. and I think we're seeing more of that now as well people going between the two and um, especially some fast guys and girls going over to the trails and then coming back to the roads which as you said complements the training really well
2: yeah, yeah. So I think like six foot um, Vlad was the winner, and he um he obviously does quite a good marathon, like a road marathon time, and obviously very good over the um what's it called the the, the trail stuff as well. And I think the yeah they just I think they complement each other. I know that probably trail the I guess there's no Olympics for trail running, so maybe that. Um, from like a young age, and because sometimes it is so extreme, like people go, oh, how can you like, you know, run for fifty k's or people who do like the hundred k's, and I think it's until you experience it that you um you sort of appreciate what it's like. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I like both. I can't I can't decide.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like picking your favourite son or daughter, I reckon. If you're a parent, it'd be hard to hard to split them. Um, I want to get back there later on, but you brought up a point about how getting the balance right straight out of uni was really challenging for you, and I think that's something a lot of runners out there can relate to. Do you want, maybe want to unpack that a bit in your first year working full-time, how you kind of managed to pull it off if you did?
2: Yeah, I was... Um... I think, like, definitely since, like, I'm, even from school, like, they when I was doing my tries, like, oh, you can't do well at school and do all your sport at the same time. And I was like, oh, I'll show you. And then I got glandular really, like, I did, but then I got, like, glandular really bad afterwards. So I was sort of like, a, oh, okay, I've got to be a bit more sensible about how I go about, like, trying to don't worry about pleasing everyone. And I think this first year of work was quite hard. I work a split job, so I do three hours at a private practice and two hours at... Um, three days at a private practice and two days at a hospital so it was quite like not only um like you had to have lots of different skills in your brain like you every day was different and that was a good thing but at the same time it was quite tiring and you just come home at the end of the day and like mentally you're exhausted and I would still just go out and run but just having I guess the ability to push myself like to really um Yeah, I always find when you have to do a hard set, you have to sort of be mentally quite on, like you've got to be willing to suffer to then get those benefits. And if you've had a big day, you just can't, you're just not on, you just can't push yourself. I certainly couldn't push myself as hard. So that first year I'd say I didn't really do that well. I was trying to work too much and try to do everything as you do perfect because you know, you're a new grad, you want to do everything right. Um, at the same time i'd moved eight hours like away from all my family. I moved an area i didn't know anybody. I moved there though because I knew that there was a park run i 'm like there's a park run i 'm going to be able to make some running friends <laughs> <laughs> I have which has been so awesome but um yeah, that first year i didn't i just got i got sick quite a lot my running performance didn't went down, and I guess that's probably why then I maybe started I looked at the trail stuff that other people were doing around here and was like, oh, you know it's not as time-based like it was more you know a bit more of an experience and um I guess a bit of a step back from being oh I wanted to be quite competitive on the road but I just wasn't performing so I just went oh let's try something else that might you know empower me to feel a little bit better about myself for a little bit and then yeah I think into the second year I just learned to say no a little bit more and put my health first and yeah by doing those things and realizing that if i don't put myself like first in whether it be with my health or with with work that i can't give the best to my clients and i can't really get the best out of myself so i think that's just a growing up thing (laughs) and definitely that that's certainly since that first year and i was lucky i had such a supportive work that wanted to complement my running and would understand that you know as a new grad, you try to overdo everything and they were quite good at drawing lines. So I think a lot of people around me support, like help me put the brakes on, which is now I'm sort of reaping the benefits now of going, oh, okay, I know what I need to do or how much I can manage and be able to work and be able to perform and do all those things. But I think I'm just one of those people who goes in and like all guns blazing and sort of falls apart a little bit as I come along but then learns from that and then and that's definitely what I've found. I've just learnt from the mistakes I made in my first year of doing too much and then have since then learnt and I'm just acting on it now and taking care of myself a bit better. Which
1: that's just, good. Yeah, that's good you can do that after one year though. Like I'm sure there's people that have been in their jobs for 10 or 15 years and are still trying to make those adjustments.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's – um. Yeah, I think I had to be a little bit – Like I, oh, yeah, I learned to be just like a little bit selfish, I guess. And um, I just knew that I wasn't giving like, – especially as a first year as a physio, like you just want to help everyone. You want everyone to walk out better. <laughs> and you, you just learn that you can't do that. And then I learned that the more that I tried to push myself to do that the and the, spread myself so thinly, the worse everyone's outcomes were. Like my mm. people weren't getting better. So I learned, all right. It's not about like just seeing lots and lots of people and trying to it's just about trying to, to get, i guess deliver quality i guess it's a bit like training yeah you put in lots of junk miles you're going to get a junk performance if you like just take a step back and put in a bit more quality the i guess myself as a physio it's certainly improved and then i've just applied that then into running and everything else and worked it yeah if you yeah Less junk in, less junk out.
1: <laughs> Makes sense. Pretty good message, yeah. And you think maybe going to the trails and taking kind of the pressure off the, the splits and the pace and all those kind of things that you're running would have been quite liberating and given you a bit of freedom?
2: Yeah, and I think it's, yeah, it was definitely. And I think that it's just enjoyable too. Like the thing I've certainly found in trail running is you get to see some pretty cool places and run in some pretty Yeah, some pretty amazing places and not have to worry as much about the time. And it was, yeah, just taking that pressure off, especially in those first two years of work um, when I sort of went from doing a little bit less road and a little bit more trail, definitely the pressure was off. And, and like, I've always enjoyed running. And I was sort of getting to the point where I just – I, just, I wasn't enjoying it because I was just going, I'm just going to so crap all the time, you know, I'm just getting slower, I'm trying so hard. But then just changing, I guess, the objective, like being, oh, you know, I'm just going to go out and, you know, I'm going to run a distance or I'm going to do so much up or I'm just going to enjoy the scenery <laughs> has just been quite um, – Yeah, it's been quite yeah liberating, I guess. And I've um, certainly in the last two races that I've done, like six foot, and I did a fifty k two weeks before. I just really enjoyed myself. Like I pushed myself really hard, but at the same time, I was like, I'm so lucky that I can run, and I get to run in these great great places, and I can run relatively well, and my legs are working, and I'm not injured, and I just um, I guess appreciated them a bit more. And um, yeah, I think that's definitely. I've definitely re, yeah rekindled my love of running of all different types, which has been
1: really nice. <laughs> and such a great way to frame it. Like I'm sure some of those races are a bit of a suffer, suffer fest and you could really look at the downside of them, but you seem to really embrace the, the process and enjoy it all.
2: Yeah, I think um, you've got to learn to love the suffering. <laughs> I think um, there's one thing I feel like one of my strengths is I'm certainly not the fastest runner, but I can suffer with the best of them. <laughs> Um, and I think, yeah, the, um, yeah, and I, I work in rehab as well at the hospital and you see people that have some, like, they've had such, I guess, hard cards dealt to them and you just feel that, you know, I'm so lucky that I've got, you know, legs that function and that I get to run and I think that, um, and that I get to hurt myself in this way, but, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing. So yeah I don't know I've just certainly in the last six months I feel like I've sort of grown up a little bit and I've started to appreciate what my body can do rather than just flog myself and so then when I'm out there I'm like you know this is good pain like I've worked hard and this is gonna you know this is taking me places that I never thought I'd get to go so you know it's worth the hurt so it's good.
1: Yeah what a good reminder to put things into perspective like every couple of days when you see that at work.
2: Yeah definitely I think um and they, and they really inspire me. And the other people around me too, like we've got quite a good, like a, a growing run club down in um, Sapphire Coast at the moment. And, you know, we all have like everyone sets their goals and, you know, anyone who runs 50K or runs 42K or just gets out and runs, you know, they're achieving something. So I think trying to take a bit of that um, – Mental, I guess I call it. I guess you'd call it the age group mentality that you know. Obviously, we want to perform our best, but in the end, we can only just do the best for ourselves, and we're all out there to achieve our own goals. It doesn't matter if you know you're first, you're last, wherever you are, as long as you're out there giving it a go. That's the main thing. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you said you moved seven hours. Um, did you know anyone when you moved to Maroombula?
2: <laughs> yeah, my um my housemate, who's also worked um. The same job so we were how our job was advertised is they find hard to get physios in a rural area so you could advertise to yeah, two days at the hospital three days at the same prior practice for two different people so me and Erin um, who's my um, housemate is who's also from Newcastle and we went to uni together so I didn't know her very well then but we both got this job down here so we it was good to have a rental buddy straight away <laughs> But um, otherwise, no, we didn't um, didn't know anyone in Marumbula.
1: Yeah, but... and I asked that because I'm interested. Like, you obviously looked up the park run before you got there, and you're talking about how you're involved in the running community now. But what was that? I know you've got the park run course record with a 17:30 locally, but what was that like? Yeah. The first time you rocked up, a few few heads turned.
2: Yeah, well, I wanted to make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, you know, I want to give this a good crack. So. Um, and like it's pretty cool the Marumbula Park run because it's on the um, the boardwalk, which is like a really like unique place to run. And we had like a really nice day, and I was just like, you know, this will be a good way to um to meet people, <laughs> and I want to run well. So that was I hadn't started full time work then, so I wasn't too tired, so I was able to run quite well on the day. <laughs> so that was um that was good. And now I'm actually one of the directors here at Marumbula, which is um which is really cool. So um, we've got – and I also do the Bega Park Run, which is um, like when I work at – for example, this weekend I work at the hospital all weekend, but I still get to do Bega Park Run and I can still get to work in time. So um, it's been um, great. It was, It's pretty much how I've met all my friends at the moment. <laughs> like tonight we um, we run as a group on a – that we run as a group on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night, and they're all people that I've just met do park run, And I guess in those first couple of weeks rocking up, we um, sort of established, oh, you know, do you want to do some runs together? And we organise times. And yeah, three years on, we're still doing the same thing. So it's um, it's been really nice.
1: Oh, it's great, isn't it? Like an awesome way to meet people. And it's just, I don't know, runners and people that exercise in the community are all just so friendly. Like I think it doesn't matter what town you go to, you can go to a park run and be surrounded by some amazing people.
2: That's right. I was um that was one of my things when I was looking for a job when I finished uni. I was like it must have a park run and then I was like oh this place does this is perfect. So um yeah and I've done um I used to do Lake Macquarie was my local one back when I lived down um, in like lived at home. So um and I've done I think I'm coming up to my 150th park run. But I think I've done Oh, twelve 12 different ones. I want to do one in each state, <laughs> so I haven't done that yet, but um, I, every time I go anywhere, I'm just like, oh, got to make sure I do the park run. So, and I, I'm really happy now to, like, in the past year, I became a director as well just to see how it works behind the scenes. And, yeah, it's um, it's really nice to give back to. So we we're quite lucky we've got a little park run, so I can, <laughs> I can volunteer and run at the same time. All the time I'm either finished token or barcode scanner because – there's, like it's a little one, and I'm one of the first ones back. So, um, but otherwise, yeah, gotta love park run, and yeah, being able to go anywhere in Australia and meet some friendly faces. And you're so right about the runners; they're just, uh you know, all them endorphins make them a pretty friendly bunch, which is,
1: um, which is lovely.
2: Yeah. So.
1: What kind of numbers do you get?
2: Um, well, we just, oh, I think last week we broke our record because it was Easter, and this is like a little holiday town. I think we yeah. had a hundred. 180
1: oh that's not little at all that's that's good numbers
2: most of the time we have about 50 um i think our in the middle of winter we might get down to like 20 or 30 so um
1: how many uh where you are yeah i think we average about 95 a week so um yeah pretty similar kind of town really like yeah population kind of doubles when we're Got uh, holidays and school holidays and those kind of things around. But um, yeah, we launched with 230. That was a big day. And then, um, yep. yeah, pretty consistently around 90, maybe down to 70, 60s in winter.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that winter, and I know with us in Maroonbula, a lot of people go to the snow, like they relocate up there during the winter. So that drops our numbers a little bit too. But yeah, rain, hell, the shine. It's like it's 400 meters from where I live. So no excuses of me not going. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's very good.
1: And the run director role, that's gone smoothly for you?
2: Yeah, I haven't had um, too many. I was so stressed the first time like processing the results and I was holding the stopwatch and I was holding the, like, the barcode scanner being like, oh, I really hope everything works. But um, it did. (laughs) It was very good. So, um, yeah, I really like doing that as well. I don't have the, um, what's it called? I just, yeah, I like to be able to to help out as well and i'm part of the local run committee too just because i think running is giving me so much so i'm like i need to learn to give back so it's just a little thing that you can do so must i yeah love park run. It's and
1: perfect. all that stuff's pretty simple too isn't it like it's kind of just follow the directions and it kind of looks a lot harder than it is uploading the results and processing and all that stuff
2: that's right once you've done it once you're like oh why did I stress? Like, it's not too bad at all. Yeah,
1: I'm still wow. the same though. I get in the car with like the stopwatch around my neck and the scanner and like it's like I'm carrying dynamite or something and I've <laughs> got to be super careful not to push any buttons and get home in before I can, um yeah, stuff it up.
2: That's why you, you, i got people's PBs in my hands. I've got to, you know, take
1: care of these things. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think that's what I'm more scared of, the people who would be on to me if I did make a mistake with the uh, upload.
2: That's right, that's right. But no, we're they're very cruisy around here and we've got a really good team of directors, so they um they're always there to help me out if I um if I mess up. But so thankfully that hasn't happened yet, so we're
1: pretty pretty good. <laughs> and have you got the course record at bigger as well,
2: Steph? Uh yes, I think so. What
1: yeah, have, yeah. What have you ran yeah. there?
2: Uh I think it's a bit slower. I think it's a seventeen it's in the, seven, like, high 17s, maybe 17.45 or something like that. I think my fastest is, like, Mac. I am I think it's 17.17. 17. That was, like, before I moved, like, before, before I started work. And, like, don't get me wrong, I do like work, but it, um, it's, it knocked my pace <laughs> a little bit when I
1: first started. Yeah. And have you ever, like, before we get into the longer stuff, like, have you ever ran a track 5K or anything like that or everything's been on the roads?
2: Yeah, so I did um Uni Games. I actually ran against Millie Clark and it was my best ever time. We um I sat with her for like I like in oh, ten laps before she kicked away. I think I've only my time was it wasn't flash. It was like seventeen Zero, zero point 00.3 so I'm not quite in the Ooh. 16s yet and it's so and I'm definitely going to get there like that's one of my life goals is I'm like I need to run a park like some kind of 5k with a 16 at the front number rather than a 17 <laughs> so um I definitely have some un like some boxes to tick there and I hope to do that probably in the next you know 12 to 18 months certainly before 2020 but um yeah it's it's a terrible number. I'm like 16.59 looks so much better
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, You're talking to a guy of a marathon PB of 2.20.15. So I know all about those uh, yeah, seconds that have just over significant marks in PB times.
2: Yes. Well, hopefully you'll get there and I'll get there and we'll, we'll be laughing
1: then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to get to that later on because when I was looking at your schedule today, I think we might be in the same marathon the next time we both uh, start a marathon in Berlin. Would that be right?
2: Yes, yes. I um, I didn't think I would get in. I didn't know the process of getting into Berlin. So I just sort of put my name in one of those the elite thingies. And um, yeah, then they confirmed that I'm in. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, my um, next, uh, depending on a couple of other events, but yeah, at the moment, my next marathon's, yeah berlin so yes is that your next one as
1: well yeah hopefully if everything goes to plan in training and stuff i uh yeah i've run that the last two years and it's just an amazing event like yeah uh, yeah it's probably uh not wor- well it is worth going to other events but everything's just perfect there the course is good the field's good the weather is yeah. usually good you can kind of train through our winter and then um yeah hit it in the spring and yeah everything just works for that race with me i i enjoy going there and pb every time i've been there so keep going back
2: Excellent. And you've got to find 16 seconds and then
1: you'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At least 16 seconds, maybe a yeah, few more. Least. But yes, yeah, that would be yeah, definitely right. the uh, goal to get a 2.19 something um, and go from there. But it's not about me, Steph, it's about you. So let's no, move. No. Got to go back to, So 2017, the half marathon at Sunshine Coast. Was that a bit of a breakthrough um, to go second there at the Australian Champs?
2: Yeah, I didn't um, Yeah, expect to do well. I didn't know who was in the field. I just wanted to um, run well. I wanted to – I ideally wanted to run a bit faster. Like I think my best ever half, i have done Gold Coast in 116 something. So I guess that was sort of the goal time to do. And I'd had – I'd been injured probably since oh, – I'd been injured through – from March through to maybe about July when I did the gold, my first ever marathon, I hadn't been able to train properly. But after that, my – like my foot which had been the problem had come good and actually been able to do some speed work and I was starting to feel like I was getting a bit of form back. So yeah, it was um a big surprise to um end up getting second. <laughs> um so obviously not a stacked field like there was no gesturing grove or anyone like like very, very quick there. But it was still really nice and a really big confidence boost to um to run, I guess, what I would classify for me as fast again. So um yeah, it was, and I think momentum's a great thing, and I think it's those little confidence boosts that you can, that sort of propels you to the next step, so um, yeah, that was a really, it was a lovely, nice surprise to, um, yeah, to get second there, so I'm not sure, I don't know if it works this year if I can go back with my schedule, but I'll I'll try to, because it, I I did enjoy that run, it was quite a good run. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't done that one myself, but yeah, it's definitely on the bucket list to get up. It's Because it's in winter too, it'd be nice to get up to some warmer weather, I think.
2: Yeah, and that's like that's why I did the Gold Coast Marathon because I'm like, oh, perfect time to escape the winter here is go up to um, the Gold Coast in July. And I think that's why it's such a popular, like that and the Sunshine Coast becomes so popular because everyone wants to head north in the winter. So um, yeah, no, but I definitely yeah recommend it as a good run. And yeah, it was a definitely a big confidence boost. And since then, it's sort of just been onwards and upwards which has been nice.
1: <laughs> so was that the debut at Gold Coast last year?
2: Yeah that was my first ever marathon. I'd done a 50k the year before at Surf Coast um, and I'd won that one outright but I actually hadn't done a road marathon and my prep was terrible <laughs> for the Gold Coast marathon. I'd, um, in the March of that year I'd been picked in the Salomon Ultra Running Academy straight after six foot track so I went over to America to Moab, which is in Utah, like in the middle of the desert with um, the Salomon team and spent a week running around the desert, which was awesome. But then a part of that event was running a 50-mile event on the last day to then pick who went to the next thing. And I would never, like, ran more than 50K. Um, and a lot of it was on sand, like at least 15Ks of it was on this really soft sand. And I finished and my foot swelled up like twice the size as it should have and i came home and even though i'm a physio i was naughty and i i was like no it's not a bony injury it's soft tissue i can still keep running on it i did the camber half on it and it was even worse i basically run that on one leg um and yeah really from april through may i just had this swollen sore foot that i kept trying to half run on slash half cross strain on so my so really come June I could do a little bit more proper running, but I definitely um, was limited in my training coming into the Gold Coast Marathon. So I was actually stoked. I did a 248, I think, which was so much quicker than I, that I thought I'd be lucky to break three with my lack of speed work. So, yeah, very stoked to do a 248 there and very, then very excited to then go, Oh, well, if I can do that off that kind of prep, what can I do with some good prep? So I definitely got some – I would love to go low 230s in the marathon in the future. So that's definitely another bucket list um, thing that I'd like to do.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and looking at those Gold Coast splits, it looks like it was pretty even as well. Like, um, yeah, you kind of lost a minute over the last 5K, but other than that, it's pretty smooth.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was pretty much, I was smack bang on, I think, like 355s or something like that almost the whole way through until I hit the wall at like, 37k and it was yeah yeah you know what it's like <laughs> you yeah. lose much, so much time there but um looking back you laugh but um yeah there's lots of I'd love to um and certainly with 2020 Olympics I'm definitely gonna um aim to at least spend a good six months not doing trail stuff and just focus on doing the best road marathon I can in the qualifying period just to see how close I can get so um but yeah like this like i also obviously train hard for berlin but knowing like this year but then i guess sort of more of a long-term planning certainly in that um i guess that window of um qualification definitely trying to do a good marathon time and throw my name in the mix there and (laughs) see what speed i've got
1: (laughs) yeah when you say training hard for berlin like what does that mean what kind of mileage are we talking about
2: um, so I normally sit around oh, 160 to 180 k's a week is pretty normal for me just during training. Um, my tra- I'm <laughs> or not regimented, but my schedule each week is very much the same. The only thing that's changed is um, is like if I'm doing tempo like if i'm doing flat stuff on the road so i did the dubai marathon earlier in the year and in preparation for that i my midweek long run and my long run on the sunday i'd do lots of it sitting at four minute k's that was like my i guess my uncomfortable comfortable pace and i'd just try to do 25 to 30 k's at that as and then i would do like maybe a bit of hills with some of the others just to tail it off um but If I was, then after I did the Dubai Marathon, then I did, um, I was like, oh, I've got to work on hills now. So instead of doing so much tempo work, I would just be like, I'm just gonna try to hit a thousand meters of up in this run, or I'm trying to do so much vertical, or yeah, try to focus on, I guess, a bit more of the hills. So I guess my structure of the week is pretty much the same. Like I always do speed on a Tuesday. I um, try to do park run as another speed session on a Saturday. Midweek week long run um but it's just yeah I guess the type of running that I did so I did lots and lots of tempo before my last marathon like I'd spend like 40 to 50 k's in the week like trying to keep like closer like to well under four minute k's which is quite which is quick for me um while now because well, I'm doing lots more, I've got lots of hilly races, I'm just going. All right, how much vertical can I do? Let's not worry about the pace. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And you you just working that four minute K pace on like feel or kind of similar to marathon pace or heart rate or where are you pulling that number from?
2: Um, I guess it was the pace I wanted to. Um, well, I just started off being my goal time for. Dubai before and which I was on track for was I really wanted to do a 2.36 um, marathon time was the goal there and I'm one of those people that I never train pace-wise as well as I perform in a race so if I can I know that if I tried to hold lots of that marathon pace which which is quite close to my 5k pace really um, in training I'll just burn myself out so I find that I'm one of those people that I can do lots of mileage and a little bit, but lots of intensity really kills me. So I just find that that 3.55 to 4-minute K pace and just doing a lot of it just sort of taught me to be comfortable at being uncomfortable, knowing that going into race day I'd be much fresher and that would then replicate to like the 3.40 pace, which I was hoping to hold um, at the marathon. So, yeah, I did just sort of pluck that number from the air. (laughs) But um, it just ended up being... I would always go off the clock and obviously my first column and I used to hate life because I was like just starting off nothing and then trying to run a 350 I yeah. very difficult. <laughs> but um, I used to make myself do it and then um but then after that I'd warm up and it would actually get quite comfortable so I really found that tempo stuff made a big difference and yeah everything was on track for a good time at Dubai until <laughs> other things are to be but that's okay
1: we'll get to Dubai but I w- first I want to go back to um moab because i'm familiar i heard an interview with the winner do they do a 200 mile there as well
2: they do they do they're um they're a bit crazy yes
1: (laughs) yeah and a female won it outright this year i'm trying to remember uh what her name was she was on the joe rogan podcast and was really good to listen to Um, yes yeah but that's salomon academy kind of how does that come about like how do you find yourself in this academy and then all of a sudden in america um at this yeah, massive trail race
2: it was it was just a whirlwind um i i think i the someone from salomon in australia contacted me rob lloyd um towards the end of the year before because i i ran the 22k at ultra trail and I'd beat lucy bartholomew and she's obviously a huge name in trail running at the moment um, and it's doing super well. And then I won this this 50k outright, like I beat all the um, the men as well. So then they contact me, oh, you know, do you want to be involved with our brand? And I was like, oh, you know, that you know, that'd be awesome. Um, and then like, oh, you should apply for this academy thing. They're looking for Oceana athletes at the moment. And I was like, sure. I did the like worst application ever, and um, <laughs> they picked me. And that was, I think, two weeks after. I think the week before six foot track last year I found that out and then I think two weeks after six foot I actually went over. (laughs) Um, So it was such a world and it was such an amazing experience like I'd never been to America and they just flew us to the middle of the desert and we just got to run around and just have a really great time and I got to meet lots of um, like Canadian athletes, American athletes, the whole Salomon team. Some of their really top runners like Anna Frost and Max King and it was just, I was very starstruck. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was such a a cool thing and such a cool, like I'd recommend going there, like it's such a cool place. But I definitely wasn't ready for that 50 mile event in the sand. <laughs> but um, that what the doors that it has opened since then. Like I'm now with Salomon and Sunto, um, and they've been super supportive. And I'm doing some a Salomon Golden. They've started this Golden Trail Series event this year, and I'm going over to that to their first race in Spain. So it's just opened so many doors. So even though at the time I got I probably wasn't ready and I got injured. I think I just – got to run with those opportunities. They don't – you know, they're once in a lifetime and I've been so grateful since all the opportunities that I've had since then. So, nah, it was um, it was pretty cool and just totally unexpected.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. And, like, compared to the road, it seems like there's a bit more support there for trails and opportunities to be involved with these brands a bit easier. Yeah,
2: because I um, – yeah, I certainly um, – didn't know like the like the amount of support that I've got since then um like, I'm one of those people that used to run around in like a $10 thing at, from Big W and would just I'd wear shoes until they're like falling off my feet and now to be supported by like I have more shoes than I ever knew what to do with like I think I'm very lucky that my body's held together because I've been able to have such um like, I guess the support of being able to change my shoes whenever I like because I've got such a good variety to choose from. And I'm not sure, like, Salomon itself is, yeah, they've got a really good, like, network and they're very genuine. And the cool thing that I found about them when we went away was their little slogan was time to play. And it was about getting out there and enjoying what you're doing and enjoying the experience of running, not just, I guess, focusing on a time. And that was really... Yeah, refreshing as well. So no, I've been super, super, super lucky with um to have their support. So no, very, very grateful.
1: And was the uh, the fifty mile about eighty k? Was that like a selection? <laughs> like, was that the icing on the cake to make the team at the end of that trip?
2: Yeah, well, if you won it, um, you like if you were the first girl and the first guy, you were then picked to do um. They were doing a race in Chamonix in I think four months time, like in July. I got third girl so um I was still pretty happy with that um especially because I'd never run that part before I remember running it like it was in the middle of this like desert canyon and I couldn't see anyone around me because it was like everyone's so spread out by then mm. and I got I clicked the watch clicked over 42 k's and I'm like go Steph you've done a marathon halfway
1: yeah I can't imagine <laughs> what that's like
2: that's right. So it was um yeah, it was just crazy. But it's all relative. I think halfway is still halfway. So even though looking back I'm like, God, that was such a long, long run to do. I um I think all events you just once you're you know, in it and like it was such a good like I would really wanted to do well in that to try to get into that next phase, but um just wasn't quite prepared but still got I think you don't realise how tough you are or you can do until you have to do it and you don't have a choice and that was sort of my situation so no it was good it um yeah certainly made me tough and but did make me
1: hate sand for like i still hate sand, <laughs> <laughs> <Boy>. sand. <laughs> and like with your mentality does that make it easier to step down to the marathons
2: um oh well, see i found a marathon much harder like the um uh it's tricky it's a different it's just a different type of hard like training for the marathon like the Dubai marathon because that's probably the best prep I've had was I think the training was much harder and like the race I think because you're just so much on the rivet and in a trail event you're not like you're sure you you have to go hard like in a trail in like six foot track I certainly went hard but at the same time it's a different type of hard I think the marathon you're so much on that red line the whole time, like you just mm-hmm. tip along it and mentally you know you're gonna to get to a point where you're just you're you're so cooked but you're so like you're on track and you've gotta you gotta hold on while well, a trail event because you're out there so long is just yeah, I just don't think you're on the rivet as much and what slows you down is different things rather than, you know, how much can my body handle. So no, they just yeah, they're um they are quite different to train for. So um and yeah, different yeah, I found a road marathon much mentally and physically harder than um than a trail event. So yeah, and that's just well, I guess that's just me, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get too controversial with which one's harder It's all, uh That's right. <laughs> yeah.
2: they, they, they're both hard and everyone who does them is amazing but for me i found that the uh, the the mental side of a road marathon and i guess you against the clock is um is pretty tough
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to dubai like you've had a pretty busy uh, 2018 we'll move on to your 2018 now but kicked it off with a dubai marathon in january and i don't there's not really a common marathon that a lot of australians <laughs> actually do
2: no so um <laughs> Our group of us here, um, I guess my run family down here, the Sapphire Coast Runners, there was a group that wanted to do an international marathon and one of the ladies used to work, um, Janella, she's our, um, one of our run directors, she used to work in Dubai. And, um, was we all sort of pitched it, you know, we could stay on one of the fancy fronds over there. And as like a group, it was going to be a bunch, um, I guess, cheaper. The marathon, the time of year sort of worked out well. For me, I just was like, is it flat and fast? Because I wanted to run quickly um, and it ticked those boxes. Um, so, yes, and then that sort of after... I guess after Surf Coast last year, which was, I guess, I think September, October, I sort of focused, I think, that next 12 weeks on training for Dubai with the goal of running um, a 236 was the um, was just the number. I'd done a, a 118 or 117 and um, Sunshine Coast half marathon. So I was like, well, with really good prep with this firm time, maybe I could try to hit a 236 and um, – at Dubai, and I was pretty much on track till
1: 24k. Because <laughs> is that a bit aggressive step to just double your half marathon? Uh, uh recent time, probably, yeah. I'm just thinking, yep. yeah, for myself, and a lot of people I know. But in saying that, if you weren't in that good shape when you run that half marathon and then you got yourself in better shape, maybe it is an accurate one.
2: And I don't have much drop off, like if you looked at my 5k to 10k to 21k, yeah. I am. I, the thing I definitely like and I'm definitely working on it right at the moment is that top end speed that I, um, I don't have if you looked like if you just looked at my, my best ever half marathons it's like a 116 I should be at around a 5k much quicker than 17 minutes and I'm just it's that I'm really good once I get to a pace I can just hold it for, um, for a really really long time and I knew I would have some drop off but I was like oh I think I thought that yeah, I definitely wanted to break 240. Was the goal with the goal of all right, if I go through halfway in 118, um, and then just try to hold on, well, um, that was gonna I was gonna be happy with that in Jabai. So um, it was probably a bit aggressive thinking that, but at the same time, I was probably I was in the best shape I'd ever been in, so um, I was pretty confident going in. I'd done some quicker park runs, the body had held together through all my training, so everything was. Um, positive and to 24k like I remember running through halfway in I think just under 118 thinking with a group there was me another lady and um these two guys and that one of the guys was pacing the girl and I was just feeling I was like this is great like I feel good I feel comfortable I'd started fueling I'd yeah I was I was feeling really good and then yeah, <laughs> it all fell apart a little bit, but um, that's okay. I um to well, my partner had been sick. He, he'd got like a bit of a travel bug on the way over, and he decided to hit me at 25k in the marathon, <laughs> so it wasn't very pleasant. But um, and it definitely knocked me around, and I was very crook afterwards, and for the rest of the event. So I de- I lost like 10 minutes in the last 10k and ended up in the medical tent and yeah. was, but i'm going through that the first half it was a sign that my training was on track and i looked up the time of the girl that i was running with and i think she did a 237 so i think under 240 was definitely what i should have done so um i'm still trying to take the positives out of that and be that you know at the time i i couldn't control that i got this <laughs> and when and the timing was very very poor but um that my training had been good and I have the capacity to run a good marathon and I'm very excited to now or when I do let's say run Berlin to try to give it another crack and certainly get
1: under 240. <laughs> yeah, 247 on a bad day is not a um, bad result, is it?
2: Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, at, at the time though I was I was devastated, especially when I I was so sick though at the finish like I was just happy to get to the end, <laughs> but um, afterwards I was. Yeah, I was a bit devastated, but then going, you know, I, the the training was a was a good sign and going through halfway feeling that good, and I'm like, you just gotta you know, you can't control everything and you've gotta take the positives as much. I'm like, I could an old like the Steph before would have beat myself up a bit more, but I think um I've definitely learnt that, you know, take the positives out of it, learn from the not so good bits and get better and yeah
1: that's that's what I'm trying to do now (laughs) yeah even I think people don't value as well like the experience of traveling and like being on in race hotels and just out of your kind of normal environment even if you don't have the race that you desired, just practicing those little things can be massive massive advantages going forward
2: that's right and just knowing how to travel how much and how to eat and how to um time your sleeping and like the the stress of the week going in and yeah trying to get all those things right and I we were quite lucky with Dubai I think the time difference it was like running in the middle of the day in Australia so that wasn't too bad and I think when I'd raced in America and I'd flown over there it was like running through the middle of the night so I think that was probably another contributing factor to why I got injured over there as well so I've definitely yeah I think you can, you know, you get bitter or you get better. So I'm just, yeah, definitely like using all these experiences to learn and try to keep improving from there. And, yeah, it's all those little, it's not like, you know, you can do the training, but, yeah, you've got to be able to travel, you've got to be able to um rock up on the day and actually perform and there's so many extra things that isn't training that you've got to work on there and yeah lots of room for improvement which is always a good thing <laughs> yeah
1: and Dubai as an experience and a race Steph like was it hard to talk me through how you got into it like is it hard to get into and then the organization of it
2: Ah, uh, no no we just I just entered as um like as a normal person <laughs> and um we all did that and um I just got uh like a, my bib made me be on the start line. So I didn't actually go in the elite start group that they went an hour before everyone else in the dark. Like, and they were all from, like, they were all ran very, very quickly um, as I'm sure you've seen. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't on that start list and I didn't want to be because I was like, no, you know, even if I have an amazing race, I'm going to be like miles behind any of these people. So we all just started as a big group. An hour later, um, Dubai is just crazy. Like I'd never been to somewhere like that before. Um, it's just such an industrially built place. <laughs> um, I'm someone who's probably a bit more comfortable in, with nature, but um, and being like with the trail running and those kind of things. And there, it um, wasn't any of that in Dubai, but it was such an experience. Like we went to the world's biggest building. We ran the boardwalk around the big palm and. And forward driving in the desert, so completely out of my comfort zone, which I think is probably a good thing. But um, and the marathon itself, I'd recommend if you wanted to do a quick marathon because it's um, it's very fast, it's very flat, it's um, and quite well run. you have pretty much you just run a tape, so there's not many U-turns at all. Um, and yeah, so if you wanted to run a quick marathon, I'd say that it's probably a pretty good one. And from a weather perspective, it's their winter, so temperature wasn't too bad. Um, and cause we started fairly early too. So yeah, I'd say it's one, if you wanted to run a fast flat marathon, it's not a bad one to consider in January, but, um, and yeah, Dubai, it was, yeah, certainly experience. I'm yeah, I probably want to go back, but, um, and I'm very much looking forward to doing another marathon in a different location. So Berlin, which sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, just, yeah, totally. Different world over there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't too like you said. It wasn't that hot, but what kind of temperature are we talking Because I think people get the image of Dubai and it's going to be, you know, thirty-five on a cold day.
2: No, I think um, it like started and it was cold. Like, I remember waiting before the start line. I was in like a jacket and tights. Um, I reckon it would it probably started. It might have been ten degrees, and by the time I finished, it might have been eighteen. So yeah, and like when the elite started, it was even colder. Like it was probably only like six or seven degrees. Um, And, yeah, none of our days got above probably 20, Eight when we were there so it was definitely like that's their winter so it pretty much replicates maroombilla's summer so it was perfect in terms of training because whatever i trained in here it was um it replicated over there so yeah certainly not 50 degrees or anything not even close to that yeah
1: oh that's good and uh let's move on to the other big result well the huge result i guess a six foot track taking out the wind there and Maybe do you want to start and just lead us in with the fifty k snowy mountains? Like, did you use that as a bit of a hit out beforehand? It's a bit, uh, it's a pretty big event in itself to to have those two so close together.
2: Yeah. So um, I always uh, the into adventure one, the one the first fifty k one. One of my the people I trained with, Steve, he um, said that this race was starting that it was only in um, like really just up the road for us, so like two and a half hours away into mine and it was um if you entered early enough, it was only going to be $20. So it was just like, oh, you know, you should try to get in. So I didn't get the $20 entry, but i was like, oh, that's good. Like, you know, to have a local event, it looked pretty awesome. Like the trailer looked pretty amazing. I hadn't really been to Crackenback before and worked out well two weeks before. So could, I was like, oh, it would be an excellent hit out. And quite a few of our Sapphire Coach runners were going to go up. So um, no, it ended up being a really, um, it was a very wet day. But um, it was such an awesome trail. Like I'd, um, I'd certainly never run that before. The day before, we'd sort of gone mountain bike through Jindabyne and that it had been super hot, like thirty degrees. And then this massive storm came, and it was wet, and it was quite cold <laughs> to run. But it was such a gorgeous, like not single track, but a bit wider than single track trail. that just went all the way up the hill, and it was such a like nice gradual climb for like twenty k then you turn around and then it was a like gradual descent which felt really nice and it was just such a gorgeous countryside and so different from Dubai which was like just hot and running along the road <laughs> on
1: a highway <laughs> for
2: yeah, 42k yeah that's right, that's right I just enjoyed it like I just had the best time I I think because I won that one outright and I remember I didn't go out too fast because everyone always does and then I I knew the guy that ended up being the first man, he's a, a local runner from Bega. So I caught him at one point. So we chatted for a little while and then and I passed the other guy and then I passed, Then I got to the guy and I was like, oh, I, I'm not sure if this person's just running on the trails or if he's doing the event. Anyway, I just chatted to him for a little bit and then kept going. But, no, I just felt really comfortable and just, yeah, felt really good and I practiced my fueling because that's one thing I definitely have fallen down in, in events in the past is not um, – like getting the right kind of fuel in so my goal with this event was to practice my fuel and I was going to do for six foot and that worked really well I finished and I didn't end up in a medical tent which is always a good sign (laughs) um, yeah and it was just I just enjoyed it it was such a nice like scenic 50k to do it wasn't too hilly and yeah it was nice and confidence boosting too so um, yeah that was a really nice lead in before the um before six foot so yeah and then six foot went to plan unlike the year before which was a good thing
1: <laughs> well there's a bit of hype like yeah leading into it like i just i've started paying attention to it now we covered it on the other podcast i work on inside running and um yeah. i was just reading kind of some of the pre-race media releases and blogs and uh, yeah it was kind of it didn't seem like you were going to have it all your own way
2: no, I think quite – like, I didn't know really the other girls very much at all. Like, I knew – so the year before I'd known – I knew Marnie, the one that um, – the girl that wanted to – how good a runner she was. But going in this year, I try not to – that's another thing I've to you know the last six months, so not worry too much about the – what like, what other people are doing or how good other people are. And I've just been like, oh, you know, you can't control them. you just got to worry about yourself. But – um I knew that there was definitely some good runners in the event, and um, there were people I'd raced before, and that there was gonna, it was going to be pretty close at the end. Um, so, but at the same time, I was try, I was more excited like I was going to see my family, like I hadn't seen them in a little while, and they were going to be at the because um, they live north of um, Sydney, so I was like going to see them. And I remember last year I was quite disappointed because I think I didn't run the race right, I didn't fuel right and I sort of completely fell apart at the end and I was like you know what I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna you know just race, I was at my race, my pace and I'm gonna just you know do what I need to do to get to the finish line as best as possible. And um, yeah, on the day, apart from the bus nearly not getting us there in time, I think it was about five minutes before the race started, the bus, because we were staying at the other end, like in Janolan House, arrived at like 6.55, so that was, I was like, ah, no time for warm-up, no time for anything, just, you know, got to get started. But um, no, it was just a race where I just, everyone over, I'm not sure if you know the course very well, but everyone overruns the start, like, the first 15k is pretty much downhill. You drop down 600 stairs, and then it's, like, a nice, gentle downhill, and then single track down, you cross the river, and then you sort of come up like a brick wall with, like, the, the first hill is, I think, the steepest hill. And everyone just cooks themselves running down the hill, <laughs> and then you hit a wall, and it's just – you've got so – still got, like, 25 or 30 ks to go. So – and I just remember that from last year. I was like, no, I'm like – I just – I took my time down the stairs. I just cruised on the flat bits. I'm like, no, nope, don't need to chase now. You know, the race hasn't started yet. I just took my time all the way to the river. And then even on the first hill, I was like, no, nope, I'm just going to pace myself up it. And then I just, yeah, I was just like, the key is not to slow down, I think, rather than try to go too fast in an event like that. And then, yeah, I felt, I felt definitely in the last 12 months of my hill running is definitely improved. And I just, yeah, I've... As the race went on, I just felt stronger and stronger. My eating plan went really well, so I felt like the worst thing is if you have a bit of a like a lull in your blood sugar as you're going up a hill. But I was just eating really consistently, and I was just yeah, it's nice to just sort of pick people off, and yeah, I um, was good to run with a couple of those couple of guys near me that were going good pace. I just sort of jumped on the back of them, and yeah, I just felt stronger as it went on, and. I'm a bit of a grandma on the descents like I'm a pretty I stack it quite a lot at home just running around and the last bit of the run down into Janolan house is really steep and I just didn't want to have to sprint finish down this really gnarly <laughs> descent at the end so there was one bit where I was near another one of the other girls I think she ended up being second um that I was like now this bit more flat flatter runnable bit I'm just gonna um I've got to try to gap her here because I don't want to be sprinting down this descent and, you know, fall over, break an ankle. So um, so I did that. So then I could tiptoe down the end and enjoy the finish. So, yeah, I think definitely with that event, is one that you learn from your first experience how to get it right the second time. So I'm sure some people get it right the first time. I certainly didn't. So it was nice to go back and get it right.
1: So, yeah, and pretty historic race as well. Like it's one of those... Uh, yeah, special races, I guess, in Australia that must mean a lot to have your name on the trophy. Yeah,
2: like just because it's, it, it's so famous. Like I'd heard about it before I really knew about trail running just from other people when I was growing up who said that they'd done it and just the um, – yeah, just it's such a – it's sort of a bit like Ultra Trail Australia, that the vibe to it, like coming down the hill – and because all the crowd and spectators are in such a little area, you can sort of feel them as you get closer and it's um yeah, it is it was very special and to have my family at the end was really nice and yeah, it was just um it was it was such a cool, yeah, cool event to do. So I really um I'll definitely If I can, we'll go back again next year and um, do it again because it is such a – and it's a good thing that I like it too, because it's a very runnable trail run. So some bits like UTA, so Ultra Trail Australia, some bits aren't runnable, like the 900 and whatever stairs at the end. You just have to hike them because your legs just can't run up them and – I'm not not a fan of hiking. I like to run and six-foot track is definitely an event that you can run from start to finish, so that also suits me. So if you're going to do a trail event, I would recommend it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it might convert a few roadrunners out there.
2: Yes, definitely, definitely. Just don't go too fast at the start.
1: Yeah, can you remember what position in the females you were throughout that start, step? Like how, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I hit the river, which is 15 k's in at about 5th, and I think I was about four or five minutes off the leader.
1: Wow, like, so that's a lot of patience
2: like then, isn't it? Yeah, it probably sounds like – but I didn't know. Like, they, no one gave me a time split going through. Like, you're through the river and it's, like, chest tight, so it's quite deep. And you pop out through the aid station. And I knew I was quite a bit behind um, the others, but at the same time I wasn't too concerned because I'm like, you've still got 30 k's to go. And, like, and I knew what hills were coming. So, yeah, I think – I'm pretty sure I was fifth and I was about four or five minutes behind, but – um yeah, at the same time though I was feeling good and I was like, you know, race starts now. Let's um it's much easier I think to chase someone than be chased.
1: So you come yeah. across as such a positive person when you race. Like do you ever have bad days when you're out there racing? Like I guess a Dubai story, but seems like <laughs> yeah. you're really good at positive self talk when you're competing.
2: Oh, I think that's certainly something I've started in the last or oh, twelve to eighteen months. Um I used to be super negative, (laughs) like um, if I had a bad race, especially like when I used to do tries or when I um, would do anything and I didn't get the time I wanted, I used to really beat myself up about it. But I've just found that since like it never got me better, like I used to do like all the punishment runs. Like if I'd do a crap race, I'd go then – run like an extra 20k afterwards just because I was you know wanted to beat myself up a little bit and then I was like you know Steph that's so stupid like (laughs) that's not gonna make you get faster is it so um yeah I've definitely tried to change my mindset and the um yeah, to try to take the positive out of everything, and I think that that's probably one of the reasons, especially in the last twelve months, that I've started to uh, like improve again, is that I've just changed my mindset and what I want to um, want to do, and I'm trying to take a lot more, I guess, inspiration about uh, from people around me, and yeah, I find that it's like I, it's being around people that are all trying to achieve their goals. It is very contagious, and I would um. And I want to add to that. I don't want to take it away. And, and I'm certainly a person that has been very negative and been been like, oh, no, I'm, I am really beat myself up after an event and been really negative. I'm hopeless at this. I'm hopeless at that. But that's something that I've gone on my way to try to improve because I knew that it wasn't making me better. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I'm happy that that sort of um, that's an area that I've definitely seen that. I guess it's one of those extra one percenters that if you can take the positive out of a situation or at least learn from the negatives, you're only going to get better. So that's one of the one percenters I've tried to be be ticking that box. So, yeah, it's something that I do have to work on though because I think we all go through stages like when going well, everyone's your friend and, you know, everything's great. And then we all go through those stages when, you know, things aren't going well and you're injured and things are down. And, yeah, I think, just gotta learn learn from those to make the good times even better. So that's what I'm certainly trying to do anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, well said. And nutrition wise for like six foot track, what's that look like for a forty five K trail run?
2: Um, so <laughs> I um I had two cliff bars. I started at ten K. I was like I'm gonna have a bite every two two kilometres, I think, to start with. So I'm not sure how long it took, maybe I went through the first one by 20K, and then it from 25K, I went through, I started having the next one, um, and I had <laughs> the world's most frozen, chew- like I had, like, I was like, oh, I'll have some red and green frogs, because that's what I'd had in the inter Adventure one, but they were so chewy that, like, the first one I really choked on, so I didn't have them, like, <laughs> I tried to have, white, like, towards the end just to boost my sugar a little bit. Um, but I just nearly choked on it cause it was that hard and chewy and I'm like bad choice Steph should have softened them somehow. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, I'm one who doesn't like gels and they really upset my stomach like a lot. And I'm not one who drinks very much at all when I race. So, um, I basically drank nothing the whole race, which is terrible. But, um, I find that as long as I fuel like little bits often, it's, um, it's I find it much easier to fuel in a long-distance trail event than a marathon. So I think because your energy system, or just my theory anyway, that you're burning fuel slower, so you can have something that takes a little bit more to digest. So having a bar and something like that is a bit easier. I think having a gel, which is a bit more of that instant sugar rush, you have that high, but then you also have that you drop down a bit quicker too. So I've never found a gel that I can have well so yeah but definitely I've had many a race where I've just like hit the wall so bad <laughs> because I haven't fueled properly so I've just definitely an area I've worked on and um yeah i found cliff bar in the, the six foot track and all their trail events having the um I uh, just yeah two cliff bars for 50k and then just yeah fluid if I feel like it <laughs> if it's hot <laughs> um during the event is what um what's worked for me and I haven't found what's worked for me in a marathon yet, but
1: I will. <laughs> you will a, come September.
2: That's right. That's exactly right. And I will practice. I probably didn't practice enough with that. So that's something, another
1: area that I'm definitely going to work on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, Steph, obviously, you know, we're three months into 2018. You've had a pretty successful campaign um, early on in the year. But what else is now between now and Berlin?
2: Um. So... Next weekend, I'm going to do the Buffalo um, to Mount Buffalo, and there's there's the Buffalo Stampede is 75, and I'm not doing that, but I'm doing the 20k on the Friday and the 42k on the Sunday. Um, So I think big weekend still. Yeah, yeah, and the park run on the Saturday, so the priority. <laughs> so um, I'm very much looking forward to, to doing that. So that's going to be a really nice triple for me. Um, there's lots of vertical, though, which is um, I think in the 20K, there's 2,000 metres of up and 2,000 metres of down. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, like maybe there's ladders or something because that's a lot of up and down. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, no, I'm very much looking forward to that. And then the 42K, I think it's 3,000 metres of down and 2,000 metres of up. So there's a lot more down than up, which is which is good. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take that. Um, and then I've got Ultra Trail Australia 50K in May. Um, I think that's the 19th or 20th. And then the week later I'm doing the first Salomon Golden Series race over in Spain. So it's a 42K one in the Basque region so i'm not i think that's in northern spain so i've got my flights for that which is pretty exciting so um so that's sort of my next like so then at the moment i'm just focusing on getting really good at going up and down hills um to prepare for those events and then um between after that i'll come home Recover a little bit, and then um, I'm going to do the Rafferty's run because that's right near my. It's excuse to go home, so see my family. Um, that's in July. I don't think I'll do Gold Coast Half. I'll do that. I'll do the Rafferty's run instead because they're quite similar in date. And then I think I'm doing. There's an event, the OCC, which is part of Ultra Trail Mont Blanc, is two and a half weeks before Berlin Marathon, so. <laughs> Um, it's a 56k one, so it'll be a nice final hit out.
1: Yeah, last long run.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, perfect. It's a nice hilly long run. And then I'll do Berlin. So at the moment, that's the, um, that's the plan. So I think, yeah, just that after I go away to Spain, I'll definitely come back and my other goal, I guess, in that time will be trying to break 17 for 5K to try to and maybe get a 10 or a 21, like a fast 10 or 21K in there as well just to um, – because obviously being able to run 5Ks quicker is going to make, you know, you run a marathon quicker. So, um, yeah, so definitely just, yeah, work on a bit more speed there. But over the next probably six weeks, it will all be about hills. So – which is good.
1: (laughs) Sounds like building some really good strength for the, uh, yeah, for the roads and the trails.
2: Yes, yeah, and I think there's so much crossover. Like uh, when I was just training for Dubai, I just was avoiding hills like the plague. Like I'd see a hill and I'd turn around. I was like, nope, I need to do a hill. But then when I started doing hills again because I was like, oh, you know, six foot's coming up, I felt that there was so much transition. Like I just was powering up the hills and I think there's so much crossover. It's like, you know, after you do – Hill reps, you, because you're just recruiting so much more muscles, then you have to. Um, if you're not too fatigued, if you go then do a flat um, effort, you've got, you know, you're just recruiting so many more muscles and you run better. So I think they definitely complement each other. So yeah, I'm definitely happy to have a foot in both camps. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <in> both
1: <laughs> and Steph, the final question I always ask people is uh, do they have a mantra or a life philosophy or a quote that they try and? live their life by I know you've been full of positivity this whole conversation tonight but yeah I'm really interested to see and if you've got something
2: um I guess maybe it's just something that oh there's probably a couple of things but I guess one thing that I've certainly learned in the last year and especially I guess since starting work is that to give the best to other people you have to um give the best to yourself as well and that's not and that's not being selfish, that's just if you give the best to yourself and you be able to um you can then give your best to other people and I think being able to I'm very lucky that I work in a like a job where you get to help people and you can be inspired by the people that you work with, not all the time, but like quite a lot of the time and by taking care of yourself and you know and enjoying what you're doing then you're not You know that's I think that's the most important thing for everyone. So regardless of what you do, you gotta enjoy what you you gotta enjoy it. And you've gotta I guess and I think health your health is really important. And if you prioritize that and you take care of yourself, then you can give your best to other people. And you can give your best in whatever domain you want it to be, whether it be your work or your running or anything. So yeah, take care of yourself and then yeah and try to inspire other people to do the same things. So. Yeah, that's probably...
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty probably, good,
2: is I've been trying... i saying certainly in the last six months, I've definitely tried to remind myself and to reiterate. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good reminder for me as well. I'm one of those guys that likes to do a lot of things okay and nothing well and it's, yeah, it's worth slowing down sometimes and thinking about it.
2: Yeah, I think just, um, like, like yeah, it's better, I think, the quality of things, like just... I've just found that I'm like, if you spread yourself so thinly, you just don't do anything well. So a bit of quality goes a long way. So
1: yeah. Yeah, that's great. And Steph, if people are, are interested, where can they follow you online or Strava or what kind of handles can you throw out to us?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm on um, Strava because I'm doing run down under. So I'm virtually running around Australia. <laughs> and that was why I got onto Strava.
1: And you're a uh, professional athlete on Strava. There'd be a few people jealous about that, me included. Uh, yeah. When did, when did that label arrive?
2: Well, I just applied for it, so you should just apply for it too. I was just like, oh, I wonder if I could get the um, like to be considered as professional. And I just sent my um, some of my trail running stuff in, and they're like within 24 hours. They're like, yep, no worries at all. You can be like a premium, like Strava Pro. And I was like, oh, this simple. I'm like, I don't think I earned this, but that's okay. <laughs> so um, yeah,
1: I just say just try to apply. But <laughs> um, I'll try that. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm on Instagram, I think I'm Austin or steph underscore austin, um, and I have a little blog, and I've just been in Tasmania running around, so I've just tried to post lots of photos about all the cool places to run in Tassie, <laughs> but um, yeah, but the main one I guess is probably just, yeah, I'm on Strava, and I'm on Instagram as, yeah, steph.austin.
1: So, yeah. Awesome, Steph. Thanks for your time. And I, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, i sure the listeners got a lot out of that. I certainly didn't. Look forward to just following the journey going forward because, it, yeah, it seems like, as I said at the start, you're a bit under the radar and we're kind of getting a bit of a sneak peek of maybe yeah. the story a bit early before it develops into a, yeah, big show. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, just to know. Cross your yeah, fingers. That's
1: right. That's
2: right. <laughs> All you got to do is enjoy the journey and then you'll just, no matter the destination, it'll be
1: hopefully – Not too bad a one. What a way to end on. Thanks again, Steph, for your time.
2: No worries. Thank you.